Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, Akuo Church, it's great to be with you once again for week eight of services. We are continuing in this series called Learn To. In this entire series, we will be doing a deep dive of the four L's of Akuo. Now, the four L's of Akuo are an explanation of how we will bring people into community with Jesus and one another. The ways we will bring people into community are by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering, and linking to our community. We are in the first part of our series focusing solely on listening to God. Now, our hope is that by the time this section of the series is done, you will have a great idea on how to listen to God's voice. So, I've been talking about the start of this new church a lot because this is what I'm living out daily, guys. Uh, There really isn't anything that is taking up more headspace in, in this little, little brain, not, not that much space in there uh, right now than keeping this church going. Now, with this, there are a lot of things that I'm just learning right now. However, there's one thing that I'm totally built for in all of this. It's working a lot. And there's just this thing in my head that keeps making me push and push and go further and further. A good friend of mine actually told me recently, Humby, that is your superpower, that no matter what happens, you will never quit. And, and I mean, for me, that's, that's a great thing to have, and uh, I'm glad to aspire to that. However, in the middle of this pandemic and a summer at home with family, I found myself leaving everyone and everything to just go sit in my corner and knock out more work. And, and I went to write that extra email or to take a look on the pricing on that, that piece of equipment that we're going to need, or uh, I could get all these thung, things done without much of an issue. Now, the real problem that, that happened a, f- a few weeks after we got the church started was we were in the middle of our Four L's of Akuo series and our graphic designer, Steve Gonzalez, was, was asking me some questions about what, what's the next series gonna be? What, what are we gonna be doing after the Four L's of Akuo? Now, Steve, who's also uh, designed the logo for Akuo, was just trying to get ahead for us. Now, he wants to know uh, what we're gonna do what are the big ideas we're gonna hit on and what kind of visual ideas we might have for this next series. And, and I felt good, like I just knocked out two sermons without messing them up too bad. I wasn't even trying to keep my head above water. Uh, you know, I wasn't looking at the next thing. I wasn't worried about the next series. I hadn't even gotten to that yet. Uh, so I did what, what I always do when I'm stuck. I put my head down and I started working harder. I started working longer. I started going into my list of outlines and ideas that I had put together before this church had even started. I would go over an idea and, and study it through and it, and it just wouldn't fit. Then I would go to the next one. No. Then the next one. Uh-uh. None of them were fitting. And all this work was making me more frustrated. Not only that, but this work had to get done after all of like my normal pressing work happened during the, the day. Uh, so I would have to wait until the end of the night, until my wife Lauren fell asleep, so I could go and get back to work. Uh, it didn't matter what I did though. I kept on running into wall after wall. I couldn't dig my way out of this hole. And I found myself working incredibly hard for nothing to happen. Then I would be exhausted because I wasn't sleeping. 
uh, which would make me worse for the next day and make me actually work even worse the next day, which would make me have to work longer. And, and I would tire myself out and more and more in this vicious cycle of tiring myself out and putting out worse work would just happen over and over and over again. Now, what about you? Have you ever dealt with something like this? Have you ever found that being home all the time is more work than you ever expected this to be in the middle of this global pandemic? Have you found yourself wishing there was an extra person in the house uh, to help with your kid's school or to help like clean things or uh, take care of the yard? Have you found yourself working harder than ever before and you feel like you're accomplishing less than you ever have? Have you found yourself being completely exhausted and you haven't worn like real clothes in months? Or have you found yourself working at your job day after day? Because it doesn't matter what virus is out there, you still have to go to work and get your things done. But now it has to be done like at a totally different level. I think all of us have answered yes to at least one of these questions. And it's understandable. Guys, we are in the middle of a season that none of us were really prepared for. And by the time it hit us, we didn't have time to think. All we did was have time to move. All we had time for was just to react. And what's crazy is that as a whole, we are dangerously tired. And we are dangerously tired because we are under more stress as a community than we have ever been in our lifetimes. This stress has created so much noise for us in our lives. It's created this world where no matter where we are or what we are doing, this stress is wearing on us. So in times like these, it might be the hardest for us to hear from God. So how do we hear from God when we are overstressed and completely exhausted? Well, let's look at the biblical character Elijah to get some insight on that. You see, Elijah was doing his thing in the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. There in 1 Kings, we see Elijah as a prophet. Now, for those of you that don't know, a prophet is someone that hears from God and speaks on God's behalf to the people. Well, this great prophet Elijah found himself in a very interesting situation. You see, he was in the middle of a standoff with some of the religious leaders of his day. He was in a challenge with folks that were priests and prophets for the false god Baal. Now, Elijah's challenge to them went like this. He wanted to prove to the 450 priests and prophets of Baal and all the people of Israel that Baal wasn't the real God, but Elijah's God, our God, was the true God. Now, to prove it, Elijah said, let's pile up some wood for a bonfire with an offering on it. And whoever's God sets the wood on fire on his own is the legit God. Now, he allowed the priests of Baal to start first thing in the morning. So all 450 of them got out there and yelled for Baal and danced and, and did this whole thing. And around noon, nothing had happened. So Elijah started to trash talk them a little bit. He asked them, is your God daydreaming or taking a nap? Or uh, is your God like relieving himself right now? which the prophets of Baal didn't really appreciate. Now, after that, they started to take their stuff to another level. They yelled louder, danced harder, and now they started to cut themselves with knives and swords so their blood would spill out. Still, nothing. So it's late afternoon, 
at this point, and Elijah steps in. He takes the wood, rearranges it in the shape of an altar to God, and he really starts to show off. He asks the folks in the crowd, bring him four large jars of water. And then he gets those jars and dumps it over, and he says, sends them back three times, three different times. They went back and forth and back and forth with water. He's building this anticipation. So the stage is set, and there was so much water, there's a moat around the wood and the offering. And this is what happens in 1 Kings. There it says, At the usual time for the offering, the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Immediately, immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, which was a sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord, He is God. Yes, the Lord is God. So the prophets of Baal were defeated. The people of Israel will no longer believe in God and Baal. No, they just believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our God. This was a huge victory for Elijah, but a major defeat for the leaders at that time, specifically the queen that was running things named Jezebel. You see, she was a strong supporter of Baal and did not take too kindly to Elijah's actions. So she sent word to Elijah that she was going to make sure that he would be killed. So after this great victory, Elijah found himself running for his life, being hunted down by the men of Jezebel. Let's get back to the scripture. 1 King 19 says this, Then he went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat under a solitary broom tree, and Elijah prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who already died. Elijah ran into the wilderness for an entire day. Now, when they say wilderness, Elijah is running into the Negev desert. He went an entire day without stopping. And that is incredibly impressive. Who can go an entire day without stopping? But at a certain point, he just ran out of energy. So there is Elijah, totally exhausted, and he knows that people are coming to kill him. And he sat under a broom tree, which provided some shade, but, but nothing great. It's a nice tree, but it'll, it'll do in a pinch like this. Now, under that tree, Elijah knows what is coming for him. So instead of waiting for them to kill him, Elijah asks God to take his life. Now, remember, this is the same guy that just called down fire from heaven. Elijah had just asked God to embarrass hundreds of Baal's priests. He openly mocked them. Elijah did one of the most amazing things that you will see in the Bible, but now he was afraid that the queen's men were coming for him. Something had happened. He had lost track of how all of these things were getting done. When Elijah thought he was going to have to rely on his own power against the forces of the queen, he lost track of God. Instead of standing firm in the God of the universe, 
instead of leaning into the God that had rained down fire from above just because he asked. Elijah went on the run and asked God to kill him. Guys, this is the same place that we find ourselves in. We can see God do something amazing in our life. He can hook us up with the best stuff, but when things get stressful, we forget about God. We become so stressed out or so busy in making these things happen on our own that we forget it was God that got us there in the first place. So what do we do? How do we change this? Well, let's take a look at 1 Kings. There it says, Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told Elijah, Get up and eat. He looked around and there was some, some bread right there beside his head on hot stones in a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. So all alone, Elijah was able to do something pretty impressive by running all day in the wilderness without stopping. That's impressive, but he ran out of energy to the point that Elijah was ready to die rather than get up and continue under his own power. So what happens? Elijah falls asleep and is woken up by an angel the angel makes him some fresh baked bread and gives Elijah some water and he goes back to sleep. Then again, the angel wakes Elijah up to eat and drink some more because Elijah has a journey ahead of him. Now here's where the crazy thing happens. Elijah gets up and the food and the drink of God gives him strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights without stopping. When he was able to rest in the Lord and eat what was served in front of him, Elijah did something that was completely unheard of, that is still completely unheard of. And it's the same thing for us, guys. We can feel like the world is after us. We can feel like the world wants us dead. So we work as hard as we can. We work to make sure that there is food on the table. We work to make sure that the lights stay on. We make sure our kids are fed. We work and work and work until finally we run out of energy and say, Lord, take me now. I can't do this anymore. I can't work this job. I'm done. I don't know what to do in this relationship. I'm out. I'm completely exhausted by my kids, by my family, by my friends. I'm done. So right now I want you to look at me. Focus with me for just a few seconds and listen to what I have to say. Look right here. You were not meant to go like this. God wants you to rest in Him. God wants to watch over you and feed you and let you drink from what He provides. He wants to fuel you. He wants you to go further than you have ever gone before. Now, there are two parts that I want you to take away from this story. First, it's that we need rest. Not just like kind of laying around the house for a few minutes, but we need to actually sleep. 
We need to take a nap. We need to sleep a full night of sleep, which for most of us is like seven to nine hours. That extra hour staying up to work isn't going to do what you want it to do. Not as much as resting in God. The second thing I want you to see is that we need to eat from what the Lord is giving to us. Are you looking at your life and feasting on what He has given you? Are you finding comfort in the blessings He has put into your life? That's what we can be doing during this time. Finding joy and being built up by taking in the great and amazing things that God has given us. Do you have a family? Enjoy them. Do you have a great job? Enjoy it. Are you alive and breathing? Enjoy that. Make the most of it. This is a very easy way that we can do this. So when we we find ourselves in the middle of crazy times, when we feel like this world is against us and wants to kill us, do these two things. Rest and enjoy your blessings. Because when we can do that, amazing things will happen. Let's go back to the scripture and see what happens to Elijah when he arrives at the mountain. 1 Kings 19 says this. God says, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper, and that was the Lord. This scripture fully informs our big idea for today. If you only remember one thing about today's service, I want you to remember this. Rest and enjoy God's blessings to hear from God. Rest and enjoy blessings to hear from God. So once we rest and enjoy the blessings of God, we can hear from Him in ways that we weren't able to before. But here's the deal, guys. He's not going to be found in the earthquake or the windstorm in your life. What that means is that you aren't going to find God in your stress. He isn't going to be screaming over your hard labor. You're not going to find Him in the middle of your worrying. He's going to be in the same place where the stress and the hard work and the worrying happen, but God isn't going to be loud. He's going to be a gentle whisper. He's going to be a small, quiet voice. And the only way you will hear it is because you prepared to hear it because you are well rested and filled on God's blessings. We are all going to have crazy stress and crazy work and we're all going to worry. This happens. But we need to remember to listen to that small, quiet voice when we are surrounded by the windstorm. We need to tune into that whisper in the middle of an earthquake. We have to slow down when the fire breaks out and listen. We need to rest and enjoy blessings to hear from God. Now, I was talking about that sermon series earlier. Here's what happened to me. Well, it was overwhelming and I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't know what the direction of the church was going to be. What were we going to do next? So I was reminded of this exact story and I did just that. I said, I'm not working on Saturdays anymore. I can't do this anymore. I cannot work seven days a week. It's not good. So that Saturday, I only did stuff with my family. 
I actually slept. I took a nap that day. Then I enjoyed the blessings that God had given me. We went outside that day and we just had fun. We started throwing water balloons and playing in the sprinkler in the backyard. And while we were running around, a small, quiet voice, a gentle whisper hit me. Learn to. Learn to listen. Learn to love. Learn to lead. Learn to link. And I, I totally freaked out. I was in the middle of like throwing a water balloon in my backyard and resting and enjoying my blessings and God spoke to me. It wasn't by my great intellect or hard work or creativity. He simply handed it over to me. Because of that, the rest of our sermons were chosen for the rest of the year. We're going to spend our first six months of existing as a church fully devoted to learning what it takes to get people into community with Jesus and one another. We're going to spend six months fully learning how to listen to God, how to love people, how to lead by empowering, and how to link to our community. Guys, when we are stuck in these places, all we have to do is rest and enjoy our blessings to hear from God. And I know that's counterintuitive, but He is here for us whenever we need Him. And Jesus spoke of something very similar in Matthew 11. There Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Now for those of us that are worn out, for those of us in the earthquake or the windstorm or that fire, we have a burden that we feel like we have to carry alone. We feel like it's our responsibility and only our responsibility to carry it. When we do that, it simply crushes us. We feel like there's no rest for us. But that's not how it's supposed to work because you see it right here. Here's Jesus, God in the flesh, the most powerful being in all of the history of existence saying, I see you're tired. I'll take this for you. You don't have to do this by yourself. I will give you rest. And not just physical rest, but rest for your souls. Guys, right now, this is Jesus reaching his hand out to you. If you are hearing me say these words right now, this is God saying you don't have to do this alone. He's saying you don't have to deal with the windstorm alone. You don't have to stand up in the earthquake by yourself. You don't have to fight the fire all by your lonesome. He puts you right here, right now, so you can hear this message. This message that He will take care of everything. You don't have to do it by yourself anymore. Trust in Jesus. You can rest in Him. You can enjoy the blessings He has given you. And through that, He will speak to you. He will help you move in the right direction. And if you want that, you have to start with believing in Him. You have to believe that Jesus laid down his life for you. Not only for you to have everlasting life, but to bring life to this world through your actions. So if you want to start that relationship, I want to pray with you today. If you have started this relationship already, I want you to pray along with us anyways, because here at Akuo, you always have a community praying with you. So let's all bow our heads and I want you to pray something like this with me. 
Jesus, I believe. I believe that you came into this world for me, and I believe that you laid down your life for me. I'm sorry I've fallen short in my life, but I want you to know right now that I want you. Jesus, today, I give you my life. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to do something that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone. I want you to type into the chat, type into our comments, I believe. So just type those two words in the chat or say them out loud if you're in your car right now. Now, I want you to know that I am so proud of you. God is so proud of you. All of heaven is so proud of you. As a matter of fact, all of heaven is celebrating the decision that you just made. All of heaven is throwing a huge party because you crossed that line of faith. And I want to do the same thing right now. As we see people write, I believe in the chat, I want us to celebrate that. So type in some excited emojis, maybe some confetti or fireworks or like, you know, the hands up, whatever that thing is. Uh, do something like that. And if you aren't up on your emoji game, you can just type in, I celebrate you, but put an exclamation point at the end of it to know that they're excited, that you're really excited for them. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, what I want you to do is send us a message on our social media and we want to help you walk through this season by connecting you to a community and giving you some direction. Now, if you have been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or the last five seconds, like you just did it right now, and you want to start resting and enjoying your blessings to hear from God, I want you to pray this prayer along with me. So just go ahead and, and bow your head, close your eyes, and pray something like this. Jesus, I ask that you silence the windstorm, stop the earthquake, and extinguish the fires around me. I ask you to help me rest. I ask you to help me enjoy the blessings you have given to me. I ask that you would let me hear your small, quiet voice. I ask that you would help me listen to you. Thank you for everything. I love you. I pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms, or you can go to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O dot church, to contact us. Also, since we are a totally digital church right now, you guys can help us grow digitally and move digitally. There are a few very easy ways that you can do that. The first thing you can do is share this video on your social media, or you can just send the link to someone that you know needs to hear this message today. Another thing you can do is like what we're doing on our social media. Give us some likes, share there, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to, rate, and subscribe to our audio podcast. To find the podcast, all you have to do is search for Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. By doing this, you will help us get these messages out to more people than we could ever imagine. Next, I want to talk to you about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is a practice of the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there's a blessing. We believe that it's the same with your finances. 
Now, I'm not saying that because you tithe, uh, you know, you're going to end up with like some tricked out Tahoe that you've always hoped for, that you saw like your favorite superstar driving around or, or uh, anything like that. But because you tithe, you will find rest in one extra part of your life. Another thing that God will take care of for you. This is one of the areas that we can find rest in and we can see the ways that he has blessed us. Being able to do that is a blessing and we don't want you to miss out on that. So you can tithe here at Akuo by going to our website, akuo.church, A-K-O-U-O.church, and clicking on the giving link. Just so you know, we are generous with our money as well. In the coming weeks, we want to expand how we are linking to our community. So we have some ideas. This week, we handed out coffee, free coffee, to all the parents and educators that go to our church. But we want to hear ideas from you. So please reach out to us and we can get those things started. We've already been getting started on those ideas, uh, like I said, but we want more. We want so many more from you guys. So please contact us to let us know where we can link to our community. One last thing. Each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom. It's a time where all of us get together online. Abel's going to sing us some fantastic worship songs. He's going to lead us through that. We're going to read through the Bible, and we're going to break into small groups and pray and talk with one another. It's been a lot of fun each and every week we do it, and we want to see you there. We want you to enjoy this blessing as well. The link for the Zoom meeting is posted in all of our social media right now. Okay, guys, that our eighth service. We got eight in, in the can, guys. I want you to know that I love you all, and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, I just want to pray for you uh, really quick, give you a, a benediction if you'll receive it. So I just pray, Jesus, thank you for this day. I ask that as these folks click off their computer, turn off their TV, and put down their phones, that they would be in your presence. I pray that they could feel you and hear you and see you better than they ever have before. I pray that all the folks that are hearing me could rest in you. I pray that they could all enjoy all of your blessings. I pray that they could hear your gentle whisper. We thank you for who you are and what you have done. Jesus, we love you. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. Love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.